Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you looking for a really awesome and amazing graphic designer? How about an illustrator or a photographer? This is Rainy Roberts, and I wanted to tell you how you can get my designer, illustrator husband, Scotty Roberts, to work for you on your project. Do you have an awesome self-published book but no cover, or even worse, a cover that really sucks? Do you need a kick-ass logo for your company or some awesome graphic designs for your ads or website then get in touch with my husband for the best awesome kick-ass design and illustration he knows his stuff and he's been at this for more years than i've been alive go to scottallenroberts.com that's scott with two t's a-l-a-n-r-o-b-e-r-t-s.com to take a look at his online portfolio of work or call 651-468-8115 now go out and kick some ass with some kick-ass graphic design hello my dad so he can take me to disneyland Oh my God, it's Monday again. Happy Monday, everybody. This is Scotty Roberts, your host, right here on this, my show, the Intrepid Radio Program, right here on Odyssey Radio. You can go over to Odyssey Radio at O-D-Y-S-Y-1. No, it's there's no one. Start that over. See, old habits die hard. How long have we been doing Odyssey Radio with the new format? Uh, two months now, and I'm still... Sometimes when I start talking, the old intro just pours right out of my mouth. Go to Odyssey Radio, O-D-Y-S-Y Radio.com. And you can see all the goodness that's Odyssey Radio. You can hear this show in its audio format over on the radio station. And you can hear the show we're doing tonight. You'll hear an archive tomorrow, about 12 hours from now. And I think they played it other times throughout the day. So uh, that will replay tomorrow. You can also, while this show is live on the radio, you can go over to Facebook, facebook.com slash Odyssey Radio, and you can see the video simulcast of this show with a chat room over on Facebook. You can also come over to my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Scotty Roberts. And that's where you're going to find the intrepids all hanging out in the chat room. 
And I want to say welcome to everybody that's over there in the chat room. And not everybody who listens pops in there. So I want to encourage you, if you're listening to the show, come on over, join the chat room. Uh, you'll enjoy the, uh, the family over there. And I'm pretty sure they'll make you feel welcome. And you can talk to people over there, too. That's kind of cool. And uh, also, for those of you over at my YouTube channel, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. And you're going to find down below this video, or out in the main window from this video, you're going to find about 650 archived shows that we have done for Odyssey Radio over the last almost three years. So I want you to go on over there, subscribe. You can like this video. And at the same time, down below this screen somewhere, there's a little join button. You want to join this channel? Click on that. Join! And it'll show you three ways you can become a member of this channel. Doesn't cost you anything unless you want to click one that costs you something. So uh, there you go. I want to welcome you all again. Thanks, everybody, for being here. means a lot to me that you, you would give me your time to be here. So here's what I am going to do tonight. I have a special friend of mine on that should be no stranger to regular listeners of my show over the years, or when Rocky and I were broadcasting together on the Situation Room, or Rocky and John Ward and I in the former incarnation of the Situation Room, or the Scotty Roberts, I don't know, dog and pony special radio hour, whatever I called it, way back in the years. Uh, Nancy, join me on that show as well. And so uh, we've got uh, Nancy Planeta. And Brianna's yelling, Scotty, your banner! Hold on, hold on. Boom, there's my banner. Thanks, Brianna. It will be a special reward for you after the show. <laughs> Can I say that creepier? Ooh, ooh, there will be a special reward from Daddy. <laughs> so, thank you, Brianna, I appreciate that. There's my banner going. See how everybody cares about me over there? I love it. Now, remember, after the show tonight, by the way, when the show ends at 52 minutes and 25 seconds after the top of the hour, we are going to stay live. In We go off the air at Odyssey Radio, but we stay live over here on the YouTube channel. And you can stick around. We'll do the Captain's Cabin. Arr. And uh, that's always a lot of fun. Well, I can go anywhere from 10 minutes to with Uncle Dave when we get going. Two, three hours, but not tonight. It's Monday. So uh, tonight, without further introduction or me yapping about it, I'm going to bring my friend Nancy Planeta in. She's been a friend of mine for, God, 20 plus years. Here she comes. Boom. There she is. Hey, Nancy. Hey, Scotty. How you doing? Aging us. You keep aging us. I mean, every I time know. I talk to you, it's further and further down that whole chronological line there, 20 plus years. 20 yes. plus years. <laughs> yeah. 20 plus. Like we, we were just talking earlier with the children because I haven't seen yes. them in a while. And I was like, okay, enough. Go away. Because My I kids feel all very old. And Nancy. And, yep. Uh, yep. Daddy, if you knew Nancy longer than you knew mama, why didn't you marry Nancy? <laughs> well, because mom came along. Well, we told her uh, because we lived in different states. Nancy's in Florida. I was in yeah. Minnesota, and it's illegal for Floridians and Minnesotans to marry. 
Yeah, we're we're kind of closer to siblings than we are anything else yeah, in pretty incest. Much. Way to add. Pretty much. And so, uh, so we left it at that, and they were satisfied with that answer. So there yes, go. they were, and they were fun, and they were very animated. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you supposed to come over here while I'm on radio and interrupt? No, I don't think so. Good night. A small child was uh, vying for familial interlude and uh, to show off her cheese sticks. Hey, Sarah Nichols, welcome into the chat room and uh, everybody else. So, Nancy, I wanted you on tonight because we were talking about junk uh, today, (laughs) like we always do. We always do. We were talking online with somebody that had messaged both of us asking a couple of questions. And... uh, so Nancy and I, we were typing, typing. She said, you know, just call me. Let's talk. Because we rabbit trailed off of that. And uh, <laughs> Scotty, if you're out there, Scotty Burns, uh, thanks for uh, uh, getting that conversation going. Yeah. But thanks for started... that brainstorming session that yes. Scotty and I kind of got stuck in. <laughs> we got stuck in that brainstorming yes, session. Not in a negative we way. We were just stuck there. No. Doing a lot of talking. <laughs> and so we decided to call. And so we started talking. And... Uh, what happens when Nancy and I get on the phone uh, an hour, hour and a half to two hours from the house, <laughs> and we're not even noticing it. And we're talking about yeah. stuff, uh, pertinent stuff, uh, stuff I don't get. And so I said, you know what? Let's save it. Let's do it tonight on radio. Yep. So here she is now. And uh, Nancy, you've got your own show still going on. Mm-hmm. Do you not? Yeah. Well, we were kind of like I was telling you a couple weeks ago, we, we took a, a, a hiatus hiatus break from it for a little while just because both of our careers got very very busy sure um i I do cybersecurity, so yeah yeah you can imagine that's you know it's gotten crazy excuse me i gotta adjust that and with Raphael, he does executive protection so yeah that's also a very busy field right now yes but we still both i mean i know i do different broadcasts within the telegram channel here and there Mm -hmm. um I'm always keeping people up to date on current information, um, whether it be international information, whether it be local information, whether it be even through the fields of the paranormal, like the different disclosures within the UFO field. You know, I, I drop the information because to me it's pertinent. I mean, it's all got to be applied moving forward. So, and I do join their different chats in telegram because you have audio chats that go real time and there's quite a few people that will jump in. Um, Simply because I, I think of all the platforms that we've got right now, Telegram's pretty much the only one that still allows um, a liberal amount of freedom of speech, um, yeah, which is nice. And that's it's sad to say, even uh, we're broadcasting on Odyssey Radio, but also simulcasting in video over on the YouTube channel. I, I'm, it's sad to say that if we say the wrong thing uh, yep. or hint at the wrong thing, uh, it could be we could be banned. And uh, which is sad to say. And there are some people who say, well, just say what you got to say. Well, like Nancy, we'll talk a lot about QAnon and uh, Mm -hmm. some of these other things that are, I think, a little deeper than QAnon and things that she knows and people she knows in high places that, uh, of course, she can't name. And uh, uh, you start talking about anything like that um, that is smacks against the narrative. What happens? Your plug gets yanked. And so uh, um, now talking about it, I don't think we'll get that much trouble. But uh, and I don't really I'm not really afraid of trouble. But it's it's sad what you've got to watch out in a free country, what you can say. 
nobody likes to have something they've worked for for a long time. And Scotty, you've been on the air as long as I have. I yep. mean, and we both run shows. In fact, we the funny thing with Scotty and I is we always end up on the same network. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we always end up like clustered on the same network. And we love it because we love each other. We know we can work off each other. We can always depend on each other. If somebody yes. needs something, we're there for each other. Now, um, I want to ask you about, I want to get into some, I guess the only way to put this in is, you know, mysteries, conspiracy. I don't like conspiracy theory because I don't think we're talking about conspiracy theory when it comes to some of the spiritual stuff. It's weird, mm -hmm. odd, spiritual things that, yeah. uh, uh, there's Ellery. She's there. She's saying, hi, hi. Ellery. say hi. They can't see you on the radio. Hi. hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now she's being shy. Now she is. Okay. Good night. <laughs> now she's back. Uh, so I want to ask you a question, though, that doesn't fall into those spiritual categories, those weird mystery categories, uh, the aliens and all of that kind of stuff that we tend to talk about an awful lot. Um, mm -hmm. So what do you think? I already know what you think. How do I want to phrase this? <laughs> this whole idea of freedom of speech, we've heard it all coming up with, uh, of course, Elon Musk uh, buying out Twitter, uh, which I'm fine with. Uh, and, you know, it's funny, you've got all the people who support the billionaire oligarchs uh, in uh, Tech Valley that uh, have uh, Facebook and uh, YouTube and and uh, Instagram and used to have Twitter. Everybody's complaining now that a billionaire oligarch is buying it because he's of a different political persuasion. That's what all the noise is about. So. What is it about freedom of speech? And let's spend just a few minutes on this. I wanted to ask you this. Freedom of speech. If you live in a country where the Constitution has guaranteed and protected your freedoms to be able to build a platform, say, like YouTube, you're allowed to build that. You have freedom to do that and freedom to express. Should you, just because you're a corporation, be relieved from the responsibility of upholding a First Amendment? Well, again, that's that's the question we've all been asking this whole time, because I think it goes under, uh, as we've seen them battle it, it goes under publishing rights, yes. um, where they're saying, you know, basically that, and not only that, but Congress back in, I think, 2011, had passed some interesting additives, which basically gave them autonomy. So it, gave, it enabled them to do what they're doing, the, the censorship, the um, shadow banning. And these are things that they've denied doing. That's the crazy thing. They all know it's not happening until, you know, proof <laughs> ultimately emerges and there's no denying it. Yes. In fact, one of the things I laughed about when Elon bought Twitter is I was like, oh boy, this has nothing really to do with <clears throat> freedom of speech, this has to do with the fact that now he's going to have access to all the algorithms. Yep. He's going to have access to everything they sought to keep from public eye. Why? Because some of it is actually criminal. Um, when you go up against, you know, the face of the Constitution, they were committing crimes by doing some of what they did. And not only that, you had the great question of why were, why were different Twitter accounts that were 100% prolifically promoting child pornography allowed to stay on Twitter. Whereas if you said, I don't think Trump lost the election, 
you were banned. You lost yep. your account. Done. Gone. Bye. And it was misinformation and it was dangerous information. It was harmful to the public. Really? But I can go onto Twitter and, and type in a, 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 anything pretty much and it'll bring me up like a child pornography site. Yes. With very vivid pictures on it. And I've even said it, I've even written to Twitter before and said, you know, it, it's actually illegal for us to even view some of the pictures that are on some of these accounts. Yes. It's not just illegal for them to post them. It is illegal for us to view them. And yet the accounts still stand. And doesn't the, uh, doesn't the Taliban have a uh, Twitter yep. account? Doesn't Putin mm-hmm. and his yep. administration have a Twitter account? Mm-hmm. Yet and so does so the United States cannot... Because the narrative mm-hmm. was the whole January 6th bullshit, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, that, so they created the narrative that says, yep. uh, oh, we can't allow him to speak. A former president of the United States not allowed to speak who's never been criminally charged with anything, who's never been. Yep. Uh, wasn't there something just yet, uh, over the weekend or, or before the weekend where an, uh, the... the uh, who, who the heck was it? The grand jury in New York totally dismissed something that all the left was can't wait to see. Oh, his, um, no, it was his tax records. Oh, his it tax was the case on his taxes. And I mean, they, <laughs> they had put together the grand jury. I think it was like, if I remember correctly, it was six or seven months ago and it only had an, an, a certain allotment of time yep. to be a convened grand jury. And in the interim, the two, this, this top two prosecutors on the case quit, <laughs> literally yeah. walked off into the sunset and you didn't hear a lot. Yeah. From the mainstream media explaining why they walked off into the sunset, but they just quit the case and walked away. Yep. And, you know, like I said, I, I think everybody kind of knew there's one thing about Trump is he's been audited so many times oh. <laughs> when you are rolling in that kind of money and you are as, public of a figure as he is and he's a man you either love him or you hate him there really is no in the middle um and i've we've all found that out over the last five years most everybody liked trump until he ran for office um yeah and it's funny because he really didn't change i mean (laughs) you watch a video of him on Mm. oprah from 1985 yeah he's no different yeah he speaks his mind he's a new yorker and i have always said that he's he is a true New Yorker. He's very crass. He's very to the point. Um, he really is not a sexist in any way, shape, or form. I always laugh when they called him that because I'm like, really? Because a woman slammed him verbally and he slammed her back just as hard. He's a sexist. I'm sorry. Don't go to battle sword to sword with somebody verbally unless you're willing to get slammed back just as hard. It's, it's not hard. That's it. You want equality? That's kind of equality there. You know, you can't say, oh, I'm a girl. You just hurt my feelings. Oh, no, that's not how that right. plays out, well, especially not in the business world. Well, I don't want to get too much up because we've got a limited amount of time. We don't have an open ended yeah. show until after hours, folks. If you join the captain's cabin, Nancy's going to stick around in the captain's cabin tonight mm-hmm. and drink a little port. I'm not doing the R matey thing, though. Scotty. <laughs> She's not going to do the R. You are on your own R. with that. You can wear the fluffy sleeved shirt. I'll say <laughs> so. Um, but so she's. We're, we'll talk a little bit more, more informally in the captain's cabin. Uh, not an extension of this show. It's just we just keep going. 
and we'll talk a little bit. So uh, if you want to join us for that, you can on the YouTube channel. Because uh, we can only fit a certain amount of show into this space on Odyssey Radio. So I know, I an hour to... is small. Yeah, it's rather small. I'm only doing an hour show, which is really only 52 plus minutes. So right. um, uh, uh, let's move off of Trump and politics. I think, uh, and by the way, I don't see Constitution speaking about Constitution, speaking about First Amendment rights. Mm. I don't see that as politics. That is daily events. That is daily occurrence. That is a topic that we all should be talking about. And speaking of which, the Supreme Court, they uh, brief got leaked tonight that they've overturned Roe versus Wade, which is huge. That's absolutely massive. Yep. That's absolutely massive. The Supreme Court did? Yep. Not Mm -hmm. like the Supreme Court of Illinois. It's the Supreme Court of the United States. No, like SCOTUS. Like SCOTUS, yes. Overturned Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which has been abortion law for ages. Yep. And it's not been officially announced yet. Um, They're saying that there's actually two decisions that have been, that are coming down. One is Roe versus Wade. The other is that they are overturning the concealed carry law in New York. Ah, so we're turning it because New York now. Yep. Interesting. You know what's going to happen? We're going to see the left go apeshit and heads explode. Yep. Over these things. Well, that's what they're, and I'm saying, my thing is, is they're, they know that they know Antifa's going to go apeshit. They, they, I don't know about BLM now because BLM was, BLM is not exactly (laughs) anti-weapon. No, no, no. BLM is not anti-weapon. No, and it's it's really interesting because I have a lot of friends in Atlanta, a lot, um, and they are big time pro Trump. Like they are, yeah. they are screaming, "We need him back! We need him back!" And I'm like, "Well, you know, nobody wanted to, nobody wanted to take that flag with the rest of us when we said there's when you say cheat yep. <laughs> on an election, you have no idea how bad it was." Oh, yeah. Again, I'm in cybersecurity. Yes. I can tell you, it was it was so pervasive. It was not funny, yeah. an absolute insult. And uh, so, I don't mean to to insult him with this. He knows me, Mister Nancy, <laughs> over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has also been in intelligence, so yes. uh, uh, quite deeply. And yep. so they're pretty. They've got their fingers on the pulse of this stuff. Yep. So. Um, uh, Brianna Learman over in the chat room is going to be a party pooper tonight and go to bed. I need to catch up here. I got to put that up. I need to catch Are up on sleep. Thankfully I have off tomorrow. I have to get my windshield replaced tomorrow. Well, you have fun. Mm. Brianna say hi to John for me. You have a good night. Thanks for being over there in the chat room. She is, by the way, I give her special privilege. She's our old neighbor. So oh, cool. uh, she and her husband, John and their kids. So, um, Grumpy Stack says he's intelligent with no credentials. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, let's move into uh, away from all of that current affairs talk and First Amendment and, and elections and so on. Today, we were talking a little bit about the numerology, this whole, I, and I keep going blank on what it's called. The, the, the Gematria. Gematria. Mm-hmm. Now, I had never heard about that before. Folks, if you're out there I can and tell. listening, yeah, and and I'm like, well, what does that mean? I keep we're typing. I go, yeah, but you still, I don't know what that means. Why is this pertinent to me? Why, why should I care? And so there's this big question about numerology, and it's where 
you take uh, numerology and uh, uh, you count up all the numbers in your name, you know, let based on the Hebrew, by, based on the Hebrew alphabet. There you go. Based um, on the Hebrew alphabet. Right. Okay. This is a this is an ancient Hebrew form of numerology. Um, it's been around several thousand several thousands of years. So tell now, us about what Sumatria is all about. Gematria. Oh God, Sumatria. <laughs> you just mixed Sumeria and Gematria together. Oh, I don't know me. how you did that. Uh, Gematria. What's it all about? It basically, like I said, it's it's a Hebrew form of numerology. Um, it basically puts uh, a numerical value to different letters. So what you do is when you're using a Gematria calculator, you're typing in your name. Each letter in your name is given a numerical value in the Hebrew alphabet. And then it's, I think it's increments of 10 per letter going up. And you end up with a total number at the end. Now that total number, when you get the chart, they basically go through and they're doing an algorithm to find other things that have the same exact total value number as your name. And a lot of these things can actually be applied to different things in your life. So here's me trying to explain this to Scotty today. And it actually, it was two Scotties because they were both yeah, in the Scotty same Burgess, chat. Scotty Roberts. Yes. It. And I was kind of doing he Scotty, she Scotty. <laughs> She's got the girl spelling of Scotty. I've got the boy spelling. The boy Scotty. spelling of Scotty. But, um, so I went ahead and ran Scotty's name. And at first I misspelled his middle name. So I, I put two L's instead of one because Alan is usually spelled with two L's. That's right. A-L-A-N. They've all heard it a million times yes. when I quote my website. But when I ran him, it was really funny because the fourth thing down on the list that was a match for his number was <laughs> reptilian starseed. Wow. And I was just like. I read it. I shook my head. I read it again. Shook my head. And I was like, "Oh, for the for real?" No, so I was like, "Scotty, is that there? What the website does? It just uh, this gematria website. They're just showing phrases that kind of match the same numerical value, right? Right. Well, actually, they they one hundred percent match the numerical oh, okay. value. They don't kind of match. They match match. Correct." But it was really strange. Like I said, it was first you had reptilian starseed, and then you had Avalon. Which Avalon. I didn't, I brushed, I brushed right over it. And Scotty, when he looked at it later, he's like, okay, you're not going to believe this, but I just did like a, a whole series on Avalon. I yes. just, I, like, I just did it. Um, I pulled so, this up in front of me, by the way. Um, this is what the Jewish uh, uh, gematria says about my name, my full name, Scott Allen Roberts. Um, these are the words that have matching now, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Nancy. These are the matching uh, phrases that have the same numerical value or matching value. names that have the mm -hmm. same numerical value as mine. Correct. You're going to have to tell us in a minute what that means. But here's the things that came up under my name. Came up nine rings for mortal men, solar mm -hmm. rays, let my people go. Uh, you've all heard me talk about Moses a million to that guy back there. Statue behind me. Uh, Camp David came up. Avalon. Uh, a couple of things. I, I don't know who or what this is. Ahmad uh, Arbery. I don't know. You know who that is. Uh, periodic Table of Elements. Uh, the Son of the Storm. 
commit to Antichrist. Follow me. Um, have a nice life. Uh, I'm just looking for a couple of others that 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 are kind of cool. Uh, uh, Bat Cave, the Bat Cave. Uh, I'm I am Archangel Azrael. Uh, okay, that's kind of crazy. I didn't even see that one. I, I'm just going to remain silent because you know my story about a familiar yeah, that follows. Well, you know that real quick. I my whole since no, I was a little girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. So since I was a little girl, I am a person. I've always sensed, and I've always told people, I don't think whatever this is was human. I don't think it's evil. It's neutral, but I've always, I call it an elemental because of the strength that I feel when it, I'm in its presence. It literally, it's like, I always tell them, it's like the matrix. It's like the room is bending with the strength of this thing. But when I asked for the name the name I was given was Azrael. Azrael. And yeah, I, well, I, I don't know if it was a AZ or AS, but I call him as for short because it's, I, that's what I always refer to him as, 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 but, as, 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 you know, and it's funny because everybody's, Oh, it's evil. I'm like, well, well, yeah. If you look up Azrael, there's, you know, it, it was a Persian angel and a Christian devil so at the end, you got social, you know, social political divisions there. But I can tell you what I felt with this was neutral. It wasn't good. It wasn't evil. It was mischievous. Um, it definitely so, was protective. Sean Stroik in the chat room just said the unknowable one. Is that is that another name for as as Azrael? Yes, and he's also associated to the moon, which is like, really crazy because I'm drawn to the moon. And of course, in in uh, Hebrew. Uh, the L E L at the ends of like the archangels' names: Michael, Michael, mm-hmm. uh, Gabriel, Gabriel, Azazel, mm-hmm. Azrael. Mm-hmm. All of these mm-hmm. L denoted affinity with Elohim, God yep. L. So it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, carry on. And like I said, it was and it's something that um, it's not just exclusive to me. Um, this it follows my kids. Um, whenever we are in the, the funny thing is whenever we are in imminent danger, he becomes active. It's like, he's warning us. Um, he has done physical things where he's actually thrown things at people in my house. Really? So yeah. Yeah. He did that to a girl who was actually flirting with a guy I was dating. <laughs> Literally a pillow just lifted off the couch and launched at her. Nice. So yeah, she left my house screaming, but oh. that's okay. Oh, see ya. It's all good. Kind of deserved. But. Azrael doesn't like you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it was funny because I, I actually, Jason Porter, I think you know him from TAPS. Yes. Um, yeah. He he actually had an experience. And he was like, Nance, call it back. I was like, dude, I didn't tell it to go to you. You were the one that said something. I was like, I always yeah. told you never, ever, ever ask for what you cannot handle. Do not do that. Not smart. He's like, it, it, he goes, it's not that it was hurting me or anything. He goes, but you're right. The room bends. There's a total shift. And I said, yeah, that's how strong he is. I said, I would not, um, I, it's not something I summon. It's not something I've ever summoned. It's just something that's always been there. Um, don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's a guardian. I just don't know how to explain it any other way. Interesting. But um, yeah. Yeah. I, 
He's I never have, far. Uh, you and I will talk about this one time. I think we talked about it once before. But I had uh, uh, several people, including an old acquaintance of ours, LL, that's all I'm going to say, um, that uh, agreed with this or saw this or either heard me talk about it or saw it. I think he saw it himself. Um, but I had several people that were kind of in the know from a pagan high priests to uh, um, uh, clairvoyance uh, and things like that that had said, and, and this started 25 years ago, somebody telling me, you have this entity that sits mm-hmm. behind you mm-hmm. about, and, and, and as uh, our old friend said, about nine feet tall and back behind you over your left shoulder, this image. And he says, I see him. He's there. And I, he's not the only person that said that to me in private. Yep. And that this thing, he's there, he follows you. And that was the night he actually said, I'm going to call you back. And he, by the way, we were just talking on the phone. And he just stops and he goes, what the F? I can't say that word on the show. Yeah. Uh, he says, what the F? Uh, he says, Scotty, what's going on with you? There's this guy is right behind you. And we weren't talking visually. He was on the phone with me. I said, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. And he's going to have somebody call back. And they did. I've had a couple of people say it's almost like somebody said it's like a curse. It was like a, a being that was there somewhere. It's a hereditary thing. It goes from family Mm -hmm. lines. It's almost like a golem. He called it, but my understanding of golem is very different than that. But he said, "Yeah, a golem is a clay figurine." Yeah. Yes, Uh, you bring a golem to life after forming it out of clay and inserting the Hebrew spell into its chest or its mouth. But uh, he said, "It's there's something there, and several people, something there that's holding you back. It's not allowing you to get ahead. It's not allowing you, and this is like a curse." that's been put on your family or the male lineage in your family for generations. And uh, I didn't know what to make of that stuff. I still don't because you don't know how to qualify it or quantify it. And, I wouldn't. Uh, go ahead. I think I've told you, I think Azarel is, is a familial thing. Okay. I think it, it's something because it's something my mother's spoken of. What's interesting that you're saying though, is that with Az, he, the only, he's only manifested to me twice, right? And both times he was about eight to nine feet tall. He was a, um, the best way to describe it, it, it was like an ancient, an ancient warrior. Um, I, I, I keep, I always say Babylonian off the top of my head because when you, Hollywood, you think of the Babylonian costumes, it was that kind of dress. Um, very, very short <coughs> cut on the hair, like almost like a monk cut. Um, very, very large, like big enough to fill the doorway. Yeah. And in fact, my kids used to call him the dark man uh-huh. because yeah, they saw him more than I did sometimes. And I think it was because again, the innocence of youth, they're not, there's no filters there. Um, but yeah, my daughter used to call and, and she used to say, I don't mind the dark man as long as he doesn't come in my room. Huh. And sure. That was her rule. You're not allowed in my room. And he never did, but they would, yeah they would say that they saw the dark man. Um, oh. And my daughter would always say, mom, what's going on? Why is he around again? You know, what's, what doesn't he like? Yeah. And it's true. He, he would only, he only comes when something's off 
and it's usually as a protective thing. And yeah, that, that's that stuff that you never quite know uh, mm-hmm. what to think about why they're there because you think you you think you get an idea, but then but you're not sure. You're going with what you think mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Matt Finn says here uh, probably the damn shadow person from Egypt, or perhaps an entity of no. This is actually long before my days in yeah. festival and uh, other places yeah. like that. So it's it's interesting. This has always been there. Um, has he ever har- has it ever harmed you or interfered? Not that I know of. If there's any harm, like some of the people say, well, it's it's like a curse that follows you. It doesn't allow you to get ahead financially, to get ahead with stability, to get ahead here. And, and it's like something that's preventing you. I don't know that that's exactly what it is, but these were the kinds of words that were used with me. I had one guy I know that is a um, pagan high priest, mm-hmm. not the not the same one you and I both know, not Travis, <laughs> uh, but it was uh, somebody else. And uh, he, as we were talking, he says, well, he says, uh, do you want me to look into this for you? And I said, yeah, why don't you? And he said, well, I'm bound to if you ask me. And I said, well, yeah. okay, go ahead. And a couple of weeks went by and he got back to me and he, and he said, I have to abandon this. He says, whatever it is has made me sick. I can't approach that. And I, I, I'm like, well, I don't know what that is. Uh, how come I'm not sick? You know, and blah, blah, blah. So I never knew. I got so much convoluted information over the years. Didn't know what to make of it. Well, that kind of, here's the thing. It all depends on intent with approach. Um, I've never gotten sick with yeah. you. And you and I have physically, we have physically met. We have physically spent time together. Yep. We, we, We've been to events together. I have never felt that when I'm around you. Um, I have felt strength of presence with you. I'm not, and I've told you that before. Definitely, there's a strength of presence that surrounds you. But it's, I don't think it's a hindrance. I, it's almost like it's, it's again, like I said with as, it's like it's there to observe, like a guardian of some type. Yeah. Um, can't explain it. I mean, and trust me, there was there were years where I freaked out with that what about as because again, you go through that that personal that inner relationship with yourself and say, is this good? Is this evil? I mean, what the hell? Why why is it around me? I never I didn't ask for this. I didn't. It's been with me since I was a child. Um, why? And again, you you have to go through that struggle, that inner battle of, is it good? Is it evil? And sorry. It's like one of my kids. Mm -hmm. You think? Well, you know, my animals, I have many of them. Excuse me. Butthole is not for prime time. (laughs) Butthole is not for prime time. But I mean, and actually they react when he's around. Oh, interesting. hundred percent. They react. They, it's like they're focused on (laughs) nothing, but all of them. I have eight cats. Three dogs, eight cats, and they all respond the same way. Lucky so, Smith says, uh, Tarot, every card has positive and negative attributes. Like correct. Like spirit beings. Hint. Correct. He said. Is that a hint? Correct. No. Yeah, okay, I would I say so. It. I get it. Like I said, neutral. I, I find him, neutral is my way of saying balanced in some ways because I think everything is balanced. I, I don't believe in anything 100% purely positive. I don't believe in anything 100% purely negative. I think everything has to have a mixture in order to maintain the balance, the universal balance. Sure. That's why I, I can't say it when some, I hate it when people claim to be uh, basically, I, I, I'm a really good person. 
I'm this person. I have lived this life. I have never done, I've never sinned. I've never done that. So no, no, that's not realistic. You don't know what evil is unless you've experienced it. It's the same thing with good. You don't know how to recognize it unless you experience it. It's the counterbalance. And that's kind of how I feel with when Az is around. That's how I feel. I can feel his presence. I know he's incredibly strong. I always feel like he's restraining himself. Um, like he's holding back. Like his strength is too much. Um, and for it to make me nauseous, that's that's kind of crazy. Because no. I, you know that. I'm used to spiritual presence. It doesn't bother me. Yes. Now, everybody in my radio audience that's a regular knows this the story about stuff I've encountered in Egypt. So I'm not going to go through it in detail. You know mm-hmm. some of this already. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, where there was a being that said he would be attached to me only when I was in Egypt, that he would never leave Egypt. Uh, but then I had some things back home here where that happened and where I actually called out to him. And uh, there was one time uh, I was asking for protection on something. And I said, now, and I called out to him. I still don't know his name because I don't know how to pronounce it. But uh, um, it was, by the way, it was fairly qualified that this being was somebody that was seen, that exists, that spoke to me. And, uh, but I do wonder sometimes if there are different beings uh, at play here. And I'm going to ask you about this. This is actually a question I'm forming up to with the beginnings of this story. Because I got... I had that vision at Saqqara yeah. where um, Chris Conway the next year came over, a psychic uh, medium from Scotland, and he said, well, there's this man, and he said that he used to be, you know, he was either like a teacher or a physician or a somebody maybe associated with the royal court. He said, I'm getting high, high uh, accolades behind his name. Uh, but he said, he's drawn to you, Scotty, because he said, you think the way he thinks. And uh, this is where I was told, but he would only be attached to you, meaning available to you, um, while you're in Egypt. He'll never leave Egypt. But then, that's also the very same day I caught, captured on film something that looked very Bigfootish in the ruins. I think I showed you those pictures. Yep. Yep. And uh, um, I've had some people, like David Weatherly, believe that that was a jinn. And uh, then I've had some contact with it, offering protection. Uh, I had the uh, feeling I called out to this this man at one point while we're driving down the freeway, Rocky and John and I, to an investigation. And I called out in my head, hey, if you can offer protection from Egypt, they said, that would be fantastic. You said you'd never leave Egypt. And I, I literally felt like there were arms that came around my shoulders like this and the chin on my head you know, holding me like this. And so now I don't know if that was the same guy who said he'd never leave Egypt, if it was somebody else or whatever. So my question to you, all of this, you've got as, we've got all these things. There's there's one of two ways that this stuff comes down, and I mentioned this to you today when we were talking. Either it's all like we learned in Sunday school or church, that it's everything that we learned biblically, and these are just darker evil spirits that are trying to distract us from God. And so they will act this way, um, saying they only have one purpose. They can't be uh, beneficent. They, they can only be benevolent, evil, only do bad things. 
Right. Uh, then there's the total other way to think about it is that maybe that biblical form of, of belief about these beings isn't the only way to think about them. There's something more there. Um, and uh, so, and that's not, I don't say that to offend anybody or to offend anybody's sensibilities or anything like that. But what's your thought on that? Um, you know, it's interesting because I think that historically religion has been used as a tool in many ways to control. And I think that the truth of it has got to be so convoluted at this point. It's, it's not funny. I mean, you're talking empires have risen and fallen over religion over and over and over again. And whenever the rule doesn't fit anymore, they simply change it. So it fits and continue doing what they're doing. So like I said to you earlier on the phone, even the stories we find in the Old Testament can be found further back in history. Yes. That further than Israel goes, a lot further. I mean, you're talking back to ancient Sumeria, the first written form known to mankind. Identical tales. It's it's like each society has adopted it, changed it, molded it to their social social political environment, and moved on. When it comes to beings like that, what I'll call superior beings, beings we do not quite understand. Um, yeah, I do think they exist. And I do think some are good, some are evil, and some are just neutral. I think it's, it's hard to say this because, it, again, it, it kind of goes against a lot of what everybody else thinks. Sure, sure. But I think they could be remnants of a society that preceded us. Sure. Um, I believe the bloodlines still propagate. In other words, I think they're still breeding I think they're hidden from us. I think our government's aware of it. Um, I think they're definitely aware of these Are you these beings. There was a third age of man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're even past the third age so, of man. No, I think this has happened multiple times. Um, I, you know, I always reference back, and it's funny we're talking about this because I said it to Scotty Burns when we talked yesterday. You need to look into the writings of John D. from the Elizabethan oh, Court. Yes. John D., who spoke to angels and literally wrote down everything he did. And again, these are figures, names we've heard biblically, both as far as the Bible says, as far as Satan goes, as well as the heavenly, you know, seraphim and cherubim. So he, he was not, and he didn't see a difference, which is very interesting. But his description, descriptions of what he was talking to is very similar to what you and I have described tonight. And you have to understand, I didn't know not about John D when I was, you know, seven, eight years to old. D or not to, <laughs> I mean, to D or not to D. That's why I, that was kind of funny. I put that on your thing, but I mean, it's a very intriguing subject and you, you really, I mean, and even now when they're starting to break down our DNA, our genetics, and, and again, I think half of that is bullshit to excuse the language. Sure. You know, they keep saying, oh, there's junk DNA. Let me tell you something. Whether you believe in God or not, creator or not, whether, no matter how you flip this, they, nature does not make junk. The creator does not make junk. There is no such animal as junk anything when it comes to especially humanity. So, you know, my thing is, is what are they hiding? Because they are much further along than they tell us. 
you know, they talk about these mRNA vaccines right now. Oh, CRISPR technology. Well, yeah, excuse me. Didn't a Chinese uh, doctor who did a CRISPR thing a couple of years back, didn't he get sentenced to jail because CRISPR was illegal? So why is CRISPR suddenly this wonderful thing? Because you put it in a damn vaccine. CRISPR is not a good thing. CRISPR is something where they're altering human genetics. Nothing that alters what was made perfectly is a good thing. Hate to tell you guys, and it doesn't matter if it saves your life down the line. The fact is that crap they're feeding you, the crap you're eating is killing you to begin with. Yes. So they created the, they, they did the Hegelian dialectic. They created the problem, they amplified the problem, and they come in with the solution. But the solution's even a bigger problem than the rest of it is. So again, I think, yeah, I definitely think there are beings. I, I do believe they're on a different level than we were on. In fact, we were yes. talking earlier, I was telling you it could be anti, it could be interdimensional. Um, I believe that, you know, everybody talks about alien life and they point upwards. And I'm like, I think you're going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. I think it's inner earth. It's I don't interesting. think it's uh, Matt outer. Finn said, and I put, I don't know if you can see the screen here. I put up his quote uh, from the chat room. He said, I believe the evil shadow people to be the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim and the Rephaim. And it's interesting that he's on to something there because um, I said the very same thing in the rise and fall of the Nephilim. The Nephilim. Uh, right yep. out of the book of Enoch, where Enoch pretty much says, you know, I, I made the point in, uh, in the book to state, um, what's the connection I said to, I said, I and a lot of people I know, we do the paranormal investigation. We encounter things and see spirits and ghosts and whatever. What's the connection? And I found that in the book of Enoch, then Enoch said that all the spirits of all the Nephilim and the Rephaim that were killed in the great flood, the great deluge of Noah, as we know it, mm -hmm. all of them will be forever go on and be the evil spirits that will plague mankind throughout the ages. And so the darkness comes from those beings. And You know, but the, you got a question too, though, Scotty, because even... You know, as we advance into the Bible, the story of David and Goliath, it's very clear. Yeah. Goliath was a Nephilim. He was yes. a, a Nephilim or a direct descendant of. It actually says in one of the books, either the yeah. books of Jubilees or was the which was lost for a long time. Or in Chronicles, it talks about a Goliath, the Nephilim and his three brothers. Yes. And his three brothers. Correct. Correct. So. so there's there's a like I say, there's conflicts everywhere in the Bible, if you are paying attention. And this does not mean, guys, that you go out and do shitty things. <laughs> that is not what we're saying. What we're saying is that as intelligent people, you have to question the narrative when the narrative is changing. It doesn't fit moving book to book and question why. Why is the narrative changed? Why did they take certain books out? Why did they take, like the Book of Enoch? Why was that removed? What? I mean, why? Why? Because it spoke of the Nephilim. That's right. Because it spoke of the Witch of Endor. Because it, it spoke of things that were not easily explained away by the church. You know, why was great? Why were great holy men dabbing things that we have told you is basically a death sentence offense? Yes. <laughs> true story. A true story. But does not, not mean. This. We have about a minute and a half left. Oh, so basically what I'm saying is. is Keep the tenets, you know, the Ten Commandments. I always tell people I may not be, I'm, an, I'm not a Christian, but, yep, Ten Commandments, good laws to have handy. 
because their morals, their ethics, and now those are needed in society to keep it together. Definitely needed. Um, the, I like what Jesus himself said about the Ten Commandments. He says the law was given not because we can abide by it, but to give us a schoolmaster to show that we are imperfect. Yep. So that's uh, very interesting. That's a paraphrase, by the way. I always say, you know what? Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Why? Because if thy neighbor finds out that you coveted his wife, you're going to be dead. That's right. <laughs> kill you. And uh, so it's like, uh, that's why Jesus said, even about that, he says, to commit adultery? He says, you don't have to have sex with your neighbor's wife. He says, you have to think about it. And you've committed adultery in your heart. He said, so you're pretty much, the law is there to show that you're guiltless. and yep. uh, or, or that you're guilty anyway. Guilty, that you've got yep. Things that you've got to take care of. All right. We are at uh, 5601. We got to get out of here, Nancy. I'm going to put you on hold till we come back. Stay put. Everybody, if you're going to stick around, stay put. We'll be back with the Captain's Cabin right after this short break. 